0: Guys, well, we'll just dive straight in. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Um, individually, how are you both doing today? I uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, it's uh, sunny here. And, uh, yeah. you know, we just, I'm a little tired because the weekend was pretty insane with, you know, the single release and then obviously playing Kraken. And uh, as I'm sure you know, music festivals are very long days. Um, and then it's like, You know, you need a few days to recover
0: after, so. (laughs) Even when you're playing it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that it's sunny there because it's like pitch dark here. Very, very cold in England. Very, very miserable. As you would expect when, you know, you hear England. Cold and miserable. (laughs) 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 It's funny, though, guys. It seems as though the dev never really got started before we hit, you know what, the global pandemic shut down most of the world for the past two years individually how have you both personally been holding up over the past two years oh i mean pretty well i mean you it was it's one of those things
2: i mean i know here in florida it was it was kind of a different world they um you know we had I think we only shut down for what two weeks? Was it Ryan? Something like that? Yeah, like completely? Yeah. Yeah, and and then you know everybody, everything just opened back up. And I mean, of course, there were some restrictions and everything, but for the most part, it was kind of life as normal um, here. So I mean, we were still, you know, we were still able to rehearse and 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 do all of that and uh, and write and everything. So
1: yeah, I think if um, you know we had been in a different situation as far as like the state or or geographically speaking where we were you know we may have gone through a little bit more hardship um because at first when you think to yourself oh you know locked in like you don't really have to go anywhere do anything and you can just kind of stay home you think for me I you know I was like oh this is gonna be great and then it turns into badness you know after a little bit because you you just you forget all the things that you were able to do and now that you're not able to do and it becomes uh, frustrating, but you know, for me personally, like there was a little bit of mental, you know, I think hardship just kind of like wrapping your head around like everything that's going on in the world. But at the same time, you know, I, again, I I tend to just ingest things and then like, you know, let it kind of, ref- I reflect on it for a little bit, but then I'm like, all right, let's move forward. You know, like I gotta, I gotta get right back to writing music and and with DOA and doing designs and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it, it was just something that, like I said, we were fortunate that everybody in the band was OK with rehearsing twice a week still. And and we were able to get back out and play pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it was tough because we started very briefly before everything kind of shut down. So it was kind of like, yay, this new project. And we're all stoked and, you know, this get music out and then no, you're not going to do anything because nobody's doing anything, you know, kind of thing. So. Yeah,
0: because I mean. Yeah, I was totally aware about Florida's restrictions um, during that period of time. So it was very interesting to watch, particularly But in regards to the rest of the world and the rest of America, almost the other states as well like that. Was it easy to keep your mind as focused on the goal of making the dev a name and getting the music written and working on it, especially as months and months went by and there was very little movement globally?
2: Yeah, I think it was it was a little rough because it's kind of like you, you you think it's like, OK, well, they've only said it's only going to be this long. And then it just kept extending and extending. And it's kind of like and yeah, there was the, I think there was that time there. I think everybody, you know, thought this like you, you kind of just lose hope and it's like, OK, well, should you know, it's like that little little guy in the back of your head's like ah should you still do this you know but of course you know it's kind of like with me my motto is never give up so i'm kind of like just it's going to be okay it's going to get better and you know as you know we see it, it is now so um but uh but yeah there was there was that little <laughs> it's it, it you know that little little glimmer of like it's kind of like ah, i don't know you know yeah. yeah i mean
1: i i think we we talked about it too at rehearsals we were like man if we have to do another live stream performance, we're gonna,
2: <laughs> you know, it's like how many, <laughs> how great. many like
1: acoustic or like live streams can you possibly do? And and at that point, it seemed like that was the new norm, you know. It was just like, oh my gosh, you know, everything's gonna go to digital because the world's kind of shutting down. But to an extent, um, <clears throat> on the on on more of a positive side of things, like when it and everything kind of shut down, we, you know, I also thought to myself, it's kind of leveled the playing field for you know younger up and coming bands now to really be able to focus on you know getting ready for obviously when it when things are you know the lights kind of turn back on but also social media wise you know you're able to just shine as as bright as you know a bigger major act as long as you're on there and you're focused and you know you're trying to get quality content out and and, um, kind of be seen and be heard so you know and when we started playing out again because we were fortunate a lot of the bigger bands weren't like able to go play because they're playing to bigger audiences and you know bigger arenas so to speak and while you know we were able to be more in the mid-level to lower smaller venues you know we we got out and and toured in the spring of um 2021 and uh you know so it kind of seemed like things were a little bit more in the favor of like you know the smaller market more regional bands because you know we were able to go out and just do it you know
0: when you, uh, when you look at things like the live streams and all that, and you watch that grow and grow and grow until we started to see some of the big boys, as it were, come out and do full productions and proper big events, did that kind of make you guys put your hands up and go, well, this is done now. We ain't got, no one can match that.
1: Yeah, for the most part. I, I, I mean, you don't <laughs> want to admit it, but at the same time, I mean, the, the cool thing for us when we would do live streams, you know, a lot of it was based on, like Instagram and and social media live streams. So when you have that aspect, you're able to interact with people a little bit more fluid, fluently. And, and, you know, when people pop on, they pop on, you know, and so that that was a really cool thing. And we still kind of do that from time to time, like at our rehearsals on like a Friday night or something, we'll just go live and, you know, and, and open it up for questions and just kind of say hi to people. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's really tough, because people don't, Everybody's like, oh, you know, with iPhones, the technology, it's so great with everything right now. But yeah, but when you do like a live production, like you can tell like if like the you know bigger bands are doing it compared to a smaller band. Like it, it's definitely a different experience with audio and vi- video um and trying to match and marry the two. So um yeah, we just kind of like I said, we got to the point where we had done enough and we we're like, okay, let's just let's get ready to go play live again, please, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: the level of interactivity with uh, people online, the social media side of things, it can be incredibly enlightening. It can also be incredibly difficult. Is it something that as a unit, a group of you, do you do you enjoy it? Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, for the most part, I think so. Um, I don't know. Uh, Ryan, I just let you kind of answer too on that. So, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, I enjoy the communication. I definitely... Um... I think there's always a fun, you know, part to bands of like uh, a little bit of mystique, you know, where you're not always available, but you are, you know, so like people can kind of know a little bit about you mm. and you get on there and interact because, it, you know, the, the world we live in is a lot different than it was 20 years ago in the music industry, you know, where you had to read a magazine or, or, you know, you couldn't really like access, you know, your, your favorite star or, you know, guitar player or whatever. And now because things are so open and available, I mean, you have to play into that a little bit, but I also feel like when, you know, if you're there every day, like if I'm online every day live on my, you know, the band's Instagram, eventually no one's going to care. They're just going to be like, oh, Ryan's here again. And what is he talking about? And, you know, <laughs> nobody cares what you ate for breakfast today, but um, you know, it's, it's finding that happy medium, but it's also understanding, you know, your brand and your fan base, you know, and, and some bands are, are very, You know interactive and and get on there but that's part of their brand and you know and some bands kind of never get on there (laughs) you know but for us i think it's just a matter of you know being there and being accessible but also kind of like pulling back and you know and not showing everything behind the curtain so to speak
0: and you think that matches up to what your fan base kind of uh wants in the sense that they want to know you but they also want to have a mystery that surrounds you I think, yeah, I think so. Definitely Uh, from a lot of the people we've, we've met on uh, these couple of runs
2: we've done uh, recently. I I think so. And and especially at Krakenfest, some of the people we met, those types of people really seem to gravitate towards us. And it's kind of like the, like, I guess those old school fans almost. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. They want that mystery. They, they, they want to see, I guess the character who Mm -hmm. we are, you know, and and on stage, you know, and, and it's kind of like, you know, it's like they, I, I really don't, think they want to see all that yeah all that behind the scenes stuff but maybe they do i i don't know but yeah, yeah.
0: the festival So the performance went down very well you got to talking to a lot of people
1: yeah i mean it, it went as well as you could say playing and uh at two o'clock in the afternoon you know, oh, on a awesome. funny day.
2: but you know yeah for-, for a musician sorry for a musician to get up at like uh, eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> to be be at a show it's kind of like what is this you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well
1: and you know when you stand side stage and it's it's daylight and you know you're in the florida kind of sun so to speak and you're trying to warm up and play guitar just everything seems so foreign at that point but you know luckily for the dev um you know we've played a lot of festivals at this point you know we've, we've got a lot under our belt for you know how young we are and um i think we're just kind of getting used to that and understanding it Um, but yeah I mean it's I love festivals because even though like your performance can be quick and almost like something where you know it just flies by in a second like just the gravity and the magnitude of the event that you're on and like obviously the other bands that we're playing with and you know kind of like afterwards just talking to people industry you know behind you know backstage and then when you go out and talk to fans and crowd you get to meet new people and you get to be exposed, you know, because if somebody was there to listen to the use, they may have never heard of the dev ever in their life. Right. But, you know, and then they come to see uh, their favorite band and then they're introduced to us. So maybe we become something that, you know, we become a part of their soundtrack in their daily life or routine or whatever. But, you know, I just, they're great opportunities. And, you know, like when we did Rockville, we got to hang out afterwards and we went around to all the different booths and, you know, we're just like drinking and partying. And so, you know, for us, um, it's, it's, it's definitely And for any band, it's a great opportunity, you know? And it's not, I, and I hate to say this because it sounds like terrible, it's not always your most memorable show that you play personally, but I think you just have the best time there, you know? And um, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, the UK has a couple of major festivals, you know? We don't have many festivals over here. We've got a couple of uh, major big ones. You, you, you'll know the names, the likes of Download and Bloodstock and all that, you know? So that's where you need to come in the future yeah we would love
2: to absolutely absolutely yeah
0: do you think then at this period at this point in time february 2022 the dev particularly over the past two years and uh not being able to do much outside of florida as it were you're stronger than you were before the pandemic hit but also was there anything you think you've learned along the way that has benefited you
2: yeah i think absolutely i think we're stronger um definitely i mean we, we've definitely um we've gotten tighter as a as a unit as a band um we're riding a lot more together um and um it's it's kind of crazy um i mean what was it i mean really what was it 2019 is when we were really getting up and running and yeah just like thinking back just that short time it seems what is this yeah it's almost what three years now <laughs> you know so but uh, it's, it's hard to believe but but like yeah absolutely i think I think uh we have gotten uh a lot better and and everything it's it's crazy to think because you know it's, it seems like we have done more than what i guess what i thought we would have during this time you know yeah. what i mean i, I think that's yeah. what it is yeah and and
1: you know with that i think the other thing that we've learned a lot is just how to deal with one another <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean because you know, we've been able to go on the road. And again, a lot of bands that we know that we're friends with, they kind of stopped rehearsing and, you know, and everybody was and still is entitled to kind of deal with the situation at hand, however they feel is necessary to make them happy and healthy. Right. And that's kind of what I always say to everybody. But we we didn't really want to stop. And, and we kept focusing on just being together, writing, performing, you know, playing and just getting in our little space, because for me, like, their rehearsal space is kind of a sacred space, you know, and, and where I can leave everything out at the door and we get in there and we just play music, you know, just like being a kid, you know, playing music again. And um, so for us, I think we've really learned just about each other a lot more and because we have done like two, like, you know, runs, um, you know, tours, runs and whatnot, yeah. but um, you, you really kind of see <laughs> how everyone's personality and like what pisses this person off and how this person is and, you know, and stuff like that. Um so, yeah, definitely that has been something that we've been able to achieve because a lot of bands, too, I think don't realize it's like, yeah, you can get in a room and like people can write music all day and stuff like that. But if you don't get along with the people that you're in a band with and you don't truly like like them as people, you know, it's kind of, eh, you know, how, how long is that situation going to last? So
0: and you are never really going to know that until you're out on tour stuck in a small van or in a cramped <laughs> room
1: <laughs> that's right well and oh, yeah. because we're four guys and one girl we have a merch girl that goes on the road with us too um you know and it kind of balances it out a little bit otherwise poor poor nikolai would be you know she'd be ganged up by us like constantly <laughs> we'd always be like no we don't want to do that we wanted to you know so um it evens it out a little bit and we we built like a little family and that's 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 honestly what a band is, you know, and, and I think every band that's been successful um, in the history of, of music has built like a reality and a family around, you know, the music in the band itself, whether it's been, you know, Led Zeppelin or the Beatles or whoever, you build this like network that people want to join. And, and, you know, um, I think that's what we're doing. And, and hopefully, you know, we just keep getting more and more people, you know, in the group, so to speak. So,
0: Amazing. Of course, it is exciting times for the dev at the moment. You've just released your new single. Hell bent, a blast of heavy metal to get the masses up and moving. Was that the goal with the track? Something that you were looking kind of like, right, we just want it to be heavy metal. We want to wake people up and get them out of a bit of a stupor, as it were. Yeah. I yeah, think, uh, yeah, I, I, sorry. I, I No, I think,
2: like, I know with me, I, I remember I did the... I, we come back from the road on, on uh, in 2021 and I sit down like in one day and re- wrote like the shell of the song, like the, mm-hmm. just the riff and, and like basically laid it out. And then I took it to everybody and said, Hey, you know, and everybody liked it. And so we started working. I mean, it came together really fast, like in just a few weeks. And I think what we, like, especially with me and Ryan, when we were writing together, we kind of wanted to do. We kind of wanted to bring back that old school like guitar thing, like the Stones and Aerosmith do, where you have like two, you know, two guitars. And it's like you utilize that, you know, one guitar is doing something completely different than the the other one. And then, you know, one does lead, one does rhythm, and then you alternate. And then, you know, this guy does the lead, this guy does the, you know. So we kind of wanted to bring, you know, bring that back. And also, I guess just with the lyrics themselves, it's kind of like it's time to live again. Let's get out, you know, let's rock and roll you know?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I, I definitely went through a, a process with this song um, and, and I kind of went through different variations, too. And I think, you know, like what you were saying, just kind of like metal, like get it back up And And so for me, my vibe was definitely going for more of like a southern 80s kind of metal ish, you know, where it's like you got that 80s power metal vibe, but a little bit of like southern metal, And then kind of mix it all together with um, a message that I think all of us at that time, you know, were just really feeling and wanting to kind of put out there is, you know, it's not the end of the world kind of vibe, you know, like let's there will be time to move on. And, and, you know, I think like what I was mentioning earlier, you know, the mindset, everybody had been so like in this, like down in the dumps, negative kind of mindset, which is, you know, justifiable, but at the same time, you know, I didn't want to stay there. I don't think any of us wanted to stay there. So we just, when we got back and Barrett and, and Liz kind of got together and, and um, put this song together, it was just like, it was like, yeah, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, oh my God, all right, like cool. But then again, for me, I went through different incarnations where I bring something to him and I'm like, ah, what do you think of this? And, you know, I think the first couple of things that I was doing, it sounded more of like like a metal, metal song. And then I, I got to a point where I was like, man, you know, if we have like fun lyrics that are just kind of like anthemic, you know, let me go with more of like a Southern metal, you know, so it it's kind of like every every song that we do, we always have different influences like put on the table and we kind of mix them together. And like Bear was mentioning, you know, like him and I will go back and forth with different lead parts and stuff. So, um, you know, a big thing for us is just having that strong band dynamic um, that, you know, whether it was the Stones or Zeppelin or Jane's Addiction or Avenged Sevenfold is, you know, it's like have good songs, but also have, you know, strong um, melodies and harmonies with the vocals. But, you know, it's also something fun, too, for the instrumentalist to listen to, you know, whether it's the drums or the bass parts or, you know, John, our bass player, has got some interesting, like amazing little runs and fills that he does. And it's just like little ear candy, you know, and I get it that most people aren't going to pick that out. But, you know, as a musician you know, we pick it out and we love it, you know, because we're like, ah, oh, this is really cool and stuff like that, so. But well,
0: that's the fun part, isn't it? It's the deeper depth into any yeah. track that you start to dig, you know? The Rolling Stones can create anthems that can be played on the radio to anyone of any age in the world. But when you dig deeper, there's the fun. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Considering yeah. Considering this period as well, like so much music that's coming out new and so on over the past few years is heavily influenced by what's gone on the last two years. It seems like, a major component for this track was to remove, well, not even necessarily remove, but to take people out of a, place, a negative place and put them in a positive place where, where, as you've described, it's just about moving forward and having a good time. Were you were you super conscious of that when it came to writing? Were you solely focused on we want this to be fun?
2: Both. yeah, absolutely yeah yeah about both yeah because I know like, like you said there was there's a lot of uh, you know groups that that you know were putting out a mm-hmm. lot of the I don't yeah, like not not negative, but just I guess that, that's just their emotions. trust me, as a musician and, and artist, you you know you feel those emotions and they have to come out. So totally get it. I um, mean there's nothing wrong with that um at all but they were a lot of artists were putting out like those strong emotional um you know like negative feelings deep feelings that they were feeling at the time and i think it was one of those things like you know let's yeah let's let's give a song you know to where people are you know it's like let's you know that they can live again you know what i mean mm-hmm. one of it's that was i guess the whole um emotion behind this definitely
1: and as well pair it with a video that you know a lot of people want to watch over and over and over again so you know it it definitely was a conscious decision I can tell you that you know and and that's what like what I was mentioning about like my guitar and what I was doing like you know steered it into a different direction because you kind of you wanted I didn't want to go a certain way and and fill you know and fill a void and then make a, a tonal kind of like shift as far as the song is concerned so you know, we were we were very conscious of it and, and we went into the studio pretty quickly too. So it was also another thing where like, okay, you're under the gun. Like everybody has, you know, X amount of time because we wanted to get this done because again, we wanted to move on and move forward. And we actually, we have another song that was that was ready to go before Hellbent, but it was deeper and it's a darker, more definitely more like heavier, you know, kind of emotional baggage type of song. And we were like, well, let's wait, let's wait on that one a little bit because we'd rather do this one first um so yeah but you know again it was fun and, and definitely shooting the music video was was a blast um you know who can go was wrong
0: because I, I i always kind of find it quite interesting because um i know a lot a lot of the work that goes into creating a museum yeah. and i know they cannot be they can often be a lot more work than it seems so was it that much fun
1: okay so it was fun to watch some of the scenes from the video let's put it like that from the perspective of and, and you're 100 correct you know like whether whether it's movies, um, TV, music videos, they're not fun, like by any stretch of the imagination, because it's stop start, you know, you're trying to figure out your angles, you know, obviously, um, with the storyboard and everything that's going along. But, you know, for us, we were nervous about the second day, because this was a two day shoot. So the first day was in a club that we were very controlled environment, you know, there's nobody there but us and a few other crew um, and photographer and stuff like that. Um, so that was fine. But the second day was a nerve wracking because we shot the video in August in Florida, which, and we wanted to do it at night. So it wasn't so hot because we didn't, you know, we had this Gothic pool party, suicide girl vision, but then we were like, okay, well, you know, if we have it during the day and people are getting burnt, then you have red, you know, kind of like, it it would have been a a nasty mess. Um, Mm -hmm. but also too, you have to think that Florida, it rains every day in the summer and there's a ton of mosquitoes at night and we got the cop called on us like during at night because we were at our singer's house so it's
2: just yeah and those those cops in the video yeah that those real. are real that's those yeah, are that we had, to,
1: we had to x yeah. out their eyes so we didn't get in trouble for that but um you know overall it wasn't it wasn't terrible i've been on worse shoots um but this one you know and i think it's 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 just fun to watch watch it and again it's one of those things where i hope people watch it and just go man i wish i was at that pool party and if that's you know the vibe that people can get and just think about you know a better time or experience or or just something fun i mean that's at the end of the day that's what we're trying to do you know
0: you gotta throw in the actual single cover into this mix as well a teeth achingly 80s looking cover um, it is quite startling if you was it's sort of thing I'm, i picture and I guess this is maybe what you're going for. If I was in an old school record store and there was LPs on the shelf, I'd walk past stop and look again.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much yeah, I, what we were going for. Yeah. Yeah. Nicola, actually Nikola came up with that. She yeah, she she did that entire artwork. So yeah, that was um but, you know, we, of course, you know, she brought to us, hey, what do you guys think? And it was like, like what you said, it's kind of like, I, that's what I thought too. I'm thinking, man, that, that would look good on a 12 inch vinyl, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's, listen, it's, it's, there is like elements of cheese
1: in it and, and it has that throwback to it. But again, um, from a standpoint, is it's like, it's memorable, you know, like you walk by it, it's it's going to stand out and it's not going to just like kind of fall into a void and um, you know, and that's the other thing too, from like a marketing and branding standpoint, is it kind of got the point across of what we were trying to portray with the video and the song. And so, you know, all of our like single, you know, which for a band that's now become your, you know, your vinyl artwork and your CD artwork, you know, is your single cover that you post everywhere. Um, and uh, we try to make them all a little bit, you know, different and special and, and they all have a meaning, obviously, for the song. And then as well, like we, we we tend to color code like everything. So,
0: hmm. you know,
1: the colors go with the single and then that goes into social media and kind of ties into our live show as well. So, you know.
0: Quite complex, quite detailed. A lot more thought going <laughs> into than, than people might expect on a cursory glance.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and obviously I think that's, that's the best kind is when you don't really think that there's all that going into it, but you just accept what's there. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like sometimes people i'm sure people have have figured it out by now you know that like every single is going to have a new color scheme and then we present that live and all that but um you know when it just seems like it works and it fits and nothing's like completely like whoa what are they doing like why are they doing that um you know then then that's that's probably a good thing
0: so it always seems strange to talk to artists uh, when they've just released something, be it a single EP or album, to ask this next question, which is basically what's coming next? What's going on in the camp of the dev at the moment? That you can talk about. Well, of course, I've got to
2: add that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I... Uh, definitely more writing. Um, and we do, like Ryan had mentioned earlier, we do have a, we had a single ready to go. So that, that definitely we're, we're, I think we're what, what, what is that Ryan probably looking at like fall release for that, I would say something like that, because it's a more like a darker kind of theme uh, song. Um, we're definitely we're working on a run uh, for June, let's uh, late June, early July and another another tour uh hopefully be out a little bit longer uh this time um and uh, yeah just uh doing some more recording uh and putting out just putting out more music for sure yeah
1: yeah you know i think that's kind of like our main goal for this year is um obviously with us and and a lot of bands like surprises happen all the time like all of a sudden like you know last august if you like in, you know, July, we didn't know we were going to play Rockville in November, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But all of a sudden it's August and you're like, oh, okay, you're going to go do that. So things always pop up and, you know, you have opportunities that that come in front of you that you have to kind of drop everything and move forward. But, you know, our big goal um, is to put out more music. And so, um, you know, for us, that's like a number one. Like, so we're going to start tracking um, some songs like as of probably next week and then like Barrett mentioned, we have one that's ready to go, but I think we're going to put out another one before that. Um, probably like right before we do the summer, um, kind of touring and run. And then, um, you know, there's, there's a few interesting shows that we're going to do. Like we're going to play a horror convention, which is cool. I don't, you know, the band's never done that before. So we're going to do one of those. Um, and you know, just, just fun things. And then as well, like you know from tutorials on how to play like Hellbent to social media stuff to you know all, all different kinds of things um, we're always trying to put out as much as we humanly possibly can you know um, but not like I said earlier not it to the point where you're just like oh my god I don't want to hear any more from the dev you know like we're done oh, um, I get that
0: um, horror convention that's fascinating because I mean horror rock heavy metal it's a Venn diagram it is crossover there completely I think so <laughs> yeah uh, talking of which then um let's have a quick mention tell us a little bit about doa death of absolution
1: yeah so essentially it was a company that i had started before the dev um my previous band had broke up and i was kind of you know as as musicians get i was devastated i didn't know what i wanted to do blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. what was me and i was actually uh drunk in line at halloween horror nights here in orlando and uh i was just thinking you know to myself i was like man you know like I love t-shirts and, and especially with previous bands, I've always been involved with designing shirts and, and um, just kind of the art behind everything. And I was like, you know, but I love Halloween and horror and I go to horror conventions and I've seen how companies kind of do their thing. And obviously like Blackcraft Cult cults and all these other companies have kind of risen to like a mainstream um, vibe. And I was just like, you know what, I can do this. And so I started it um, while, you know, I was trying to with with John the bassist um, kind of just reconfigure our music career and see where we were going to go with that and um, you know just started making designs of of movies and things that I love you know like I, I'm not going to just do something of a horror you know franchise or series or something that I'm not necessarily like a big fan of just to make like money like it's not a cash cow for me. Um, what I like to tell people is I make like fashion you know art tees for for the fan you know by the fan for the fan um and the things that are like one of a kind because you know you have companies that are cavity colors fright rags like big companies that kind of they get their licensing and they do you know things that you've seen over and over and over again but for me i want it to be a little bit more subtle things that like you have to be a fan to kind of get Um, and then when i started doing horror conventions and events and stuff like that it just started really taking off and um you know, so I just continue to do it. And, you know, I, I create other things. It's not just like the shirts. The shirts obviously are like the big hit, but anything from soaps to creepy dolls, to bears, to jewelry, to stickers, totes, and all that kind of thing. Um, My main goal at events is to have like a little mini hot topic for the Halloween horror, you know, kid. Um, So when people show up and, you know, that they'll find something um, that is to their liking, kind of walk away with something. So, yeah.
0: Do you um do you do you think as the dev goes on, and I guess maybe this is more long term than anything else, that uh, elements of horror and your interest there might f- sort of sneak into your influences and musical taste?
1: Yeah, I mean, like we released uh like a T-shirt this past fall that was very horror influenced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as music <laughs> is concerned, um, you know, I mean, there's always little elements of of you know, deeper kind of darker things in some of the music, like one of the songs, like the song we were talking about is, is definitely like a darker
2: yeah.
1: um, tonally song. But, you know, as far as us ever sounding like Rob Zombie or anything like that, I, I, don't, I don't know. But to me, like, you know, like Motionless and White is more of like a horror band than kind of Rob Zombie is, you know, but like, just because you have the subject matter, music, always, you know, doesn't always necessarily like coincide um, but you know you never say never i mean i don't uh, i i don't push that on this band like previous bands i definitely was very headstrong and like horror and and everything's into it you know um and a part of it uh kind of like the shock rock value yeah. but with with the dev I think we we kind of are doing something a little bit different. And because I have DOA too, it kind of satisfies both needs, oh, you know? So I'm not like going, hey, guys, like, hey, I got to You care. don't need hey,
0: it. Guys. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because I, I do that, you know, on the other side of the coin. And um, so, but you, you never know. One day we may come out with this really spooky, creepy song that has to do something with Halloween. And, you know, I'll smile in the background. So
0: <laughs> Uh, if you do go check out doa do go check out the halloween 3 t-shirt that is the one that particularly jumped out as me as being quite unique
1: yes and because this year is the 40th anniversary of halloween Mm. 3 which is my favorite i'm doing a whole another series that i'm working on right now and it should be out soon so
0: awesome all right guys last but not least i'm not going to ask you about the devs name i think that's for people to find out and it's fun that way but are you aware that you will share the name with a very famous pub in london england
1: yes we are yeah, you are? yeah okay <laughs> so when we because obviously when we we had the name you know we picked the name um we searched on facebook to see what wherever you know the dev popped up and then i think there was one band called the dev but they're like defunct they're not together anymore but then we found that the, i i think Maybe we thought it was like a music venue at first. We didn't know if it was a pub or a music venue, but then like when we saw it, we were like, oh yeah, maybe we'll get to go play there someday. You, know? you
0: can, it does yeah. do live shows. It does do live music in there. Yeah, Devonshire Arms, it's my one of my local pubs. So that'll be quite interesting to see the dev inside the dev. That's amazing. We should probably, we probably need
1: to send you a shirt so that way you can actually wear it there. Take a picture <laughs> and then we'll, we'll connect the dots at some
0: point in time. So. That's amazing. Oh, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It's been a blast. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbl.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?